Hey guys, I'm Kira, and you're listening to Inspired Lives live on Ross FM every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Today, I am so thrilled to be joined by the lovely Mary. Mary, tell us, who are you and what you do? Uh, my name is Mary Crahan, and I've moved back from England and bought a little house in Killisolan. And I've been sort of doing that up and doing the barn up for music and uh, settled back home. Very much a soul calling, really, to come back and uh, come back home to my own country. So, yes, and uh, I'm a singer-songwriter and poet and have done two albums, one called Ocean of Blue, which are all my own songs, the reason the album came around and about was because, uh, unfortunately, my brother got very ill. Uh, he was a priest. Um, people know him in Baligar. Mm-hmm. And it struck me, really, that, you know, there's lots of things that we want to do in life. And we keep saying, oh, you know, I'll do it sometime. I'd really love to do that. And we just put it on the back boiler and life takes over. But you have to, at some point or other, say, I really need to do my poetry, do my songs. And put yourself out there. You know, exactly, Absolutely. exactly. Well, the first track of the evening, and how appropriate, is Don't Stop Believing by Journey. <laughs> so this just goes to show, guys, if you have a dream, you really have to pick up the courage and the bravery and just achieve it and go for it. And amazing things happen when you let life flow and you just try new things. So here we are, Journey, Don't Stop Believing, and we'll be here chatting to Mary a little bit more all about her music and her beautiful journey. So guys, I'm here with Mary and the first song from her album is called Tumble Back the Years. Um, just get into that lovely place of stillness. There's beautiful lyrics in this that tell a fantastic little story. So we'll hear more about the little story, but here is Tumble Back the Years. What an, a beautiful, beautiful track here from Mary. Mary, your voice, it's so haunting, but yet it has this real gentle gentle quality to us can you tell us about this song in the sense that what went through your mind in the creative process when you were writing it what went through your mind the whole idea behind it was to capture the images of my childhood mm-hmm. because you know uh, life is colored by memory absolutely and the memories you have stay in the gallery of your mind Mm-hmm. And you can always revisit them. But our childhoods obviously have changed. Life in rural Ireland has changed. And these are the pictures of my life at home, on the farm, uh, the people I knew, the people, my neighbours who were so kind, you know, going over to the Delaney's and sitting at the table and eating... eating, Eating corn bread and, and, and melted butter. I mean, those are memories. Mm-hmm. And... I treasure them. I treasure them because that way of life has changed Absolutely. and is going. But we need to hold on to the kindness, to being good neighbours, to being what makes us Irish, you know, uh, and, and hold on to that because that's our strength. This is the thing because our, like Ireland is, is so known for storytellers and yeah. there's usually one in every family and you're certainly most the, the one in, in your family. But can you tell us what happens for you first? So in the process of songwriting, it, does melody come first? Does narrative come first or how does it happen for you? I just think it's really fascinating the mind of a songwriter. They go through so many unusual experiences that that embed in their mind. But how is that unveiling process for you? I think for me, it's often uh, an emotional trigger. Yeah. I think songs, if our songs are going to relate to somebody else, they have to be from our own hearts. Absolutely. Because they won't relate to another person's heart unless they're authentic. Yeah. You know, so for me, there's often an emotional 
trigger, but equally it's been around other creative people and musicians because Oscar Wilde said art begets art and it is oh, true. I love that quote. <laughs> I'm going I'm to take that now. I'm going to steal that one. <laughs> if you're around artistic people like yeah. musicians, you know, you'll, you'll go away from a session and you'll find a, a song or a melody comes into your head and you're thinking, where does that come from? But you can't question it. Yeah. Maybe it's because we're open and something from the heavens or spirit mm. works through us and music is food for the soul we all know Absolutely. that don't we Absolutely. it's food for the soul it can lift you when you're feeling down it can evoke memories and it's it's so important that we tune up but i'd, I'd personally like to thank you Kira, because there's very few presenters that had the courage to present new irish music and new Irish music needs voice, and it needs it now. We should be able to be heard in the time we're born, you know, that the music is created, Absolutely. not when we're dead and gone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't you agree? Absolutely, and there's so many incredibly talented Irish artists out there that do not get the recognition that they deserve for their skill and their craft, that they have put so much hours and time and that skill honing that in because that is a testament to how talented they are and how much they're willing to stick with something. Um, I think definitely a lot of the Irish artists that have really made it big, like you can see how hard they had to work and how I, it and yeah. also was to do with just timing sometimes I think with a lot of them too, you know, the right people, the right time, the right place and I suppose the right experience to, to write those masterpieces. But I have to say there's something um, very unique about your music in the sense that you can just you just sit and wander into a different place. You're kind of brought into this other realm and the words really do incur like you kind of go, it's it's a story you're not just singing you're telling a story with music and that's what a real songwriter is it's someone that takes an experience but they deliver this story through song can you tell us when did you discover that you could sing and that you had the gift how did how did that process I happen? always I always knew I could sing mm-hmm. my dad was a great singer oh. uh, but <laughs> when I was very young, he said to me, "Ah, oh, uh, I don't know what song I was singing, but I was singing it at, ho- at home, you know." Yeah. And uh, he, he he sort of said to me, "You didn't sing that song," and I was really upset. And I said, "Well, why, Daddy? Why? What do you mean? What are you talking about?" And he said, "You put no emotion into it. Yeah. There's nothing of you in in the, that song." So I got really upset, and I never sung again. I'd sing out in the fields, and I'd sing by the river, but I I didn't sing for ages until I went to England and then I started singing in folk clubs and then I started working with I was blessed to work with some very good musicians in Somerset so uh, I didn't have that judgement of my parents you know and sometimes getting over that nervousness that and somebody's telling you you didn't sing something that putting putting you down yeah. makes you lose confidence and self-belief Absolutely. and it takes a lot to overcome that and, s- and just say well look you know I sing mm. and you know I sing for myself and that's part of who I am I love that, and, and I have to express my creativity we all have that energy this is it and I think it's like especially being an artist like you're you're brought into this place of total vulnerability and we're such emotional creatures. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be emotional and vulnerable to write a song and to write from a place that's hard, from the heart, and I suppose authentic. And like songwriters, definitely, they struggle with confidence and self worth. I think a lot, and kind of um, 
judgment. Brain free. Yeah, they judgment really do because yeah. they're so sensitive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's why opinions from others at the beginning were yeah. definitely kind of look, seeking um, validation. I think a lot sometimes yeah, in the music. I'd agree. I suppose we reach that place of stillness, and then I suppose we're okay then. Yeah, but I, but I equally think that you know, creative people look at life differently. They're looking at a flower and then seeing the the colours and the shapes. And that's why art is really important. Every painter that creates a painting wants people to look at it and enjoy it. It's the same with us. When we write a poem, we want to give it we want to give it out. We want it's we want people to enjoy it, people to sort of like connect with it. And that's the function of every artist. And if you look at um, you know, people, despots have tried to suppress a people, what do they start with? Mm. They start burning books, you know, suppressing the music, you know, sitting on top of self-expression. You know, we're a nation that sort of expresses ourselves in art. It's part of, and it's part of our DNA. Absolutely. Don't you think? Absolutely. It's so important because I think if you don't learn to express yourself, first of all, you become torturous to the people around you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, they won't be able to live with you. If a songwriter is like if they if they need to write a song, there's nothing else you can't they won't get any work done because their mind would all only be fixated. It's like an artist that wants to, that wants to paint. Their mind would just be fixated on that and there'd be no good <laughs> you know, good to anyone else. You have to when that creative flow comes. You have to let them. But guys, I'm going to play um, Bet Milder from a distance. Another fantastic artist that really does, um, as you said earlier, the emotion. Yeah, I think this uh, yeah, this, de- this girl song. definitely puts the emotion. So here we are from a distance. Hey guys, it's my show, Inspired Lives. I am here with Mary, and we're breaking down her beautiful music. Mary, you have um, a fabulous track called Planets but I understand you're great for being put on the spot. <laughs> so can I put you on the spot? Would you mind to sing uh, Planets for us? It, guys, it's a beautiful song. It's very interesting. Um, and it's just, it's it's so poetic. I suppose that's the only way to describe it, but there's a beautiful melody. I love, how did you come about this song? Honestly, I was watching a program about planets on, on, on the television. Yeah. And I sort of said, you know, there's so many planets to think for us to think that we're the only species or the only beings in the universe mm-hmm. is a really arrogant thing. There's bound to be. But I thought you were a friend of mine. <laughs> now you're making me sing live. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is beautiful, guys. This song is beautiful. It's called Planets. You're going to love it as much as me. So I'm going to take it away, Mary. Okay. Planets. It's like watching, do you know what it reminds me of? Do you know um, Breakfast at Tiffany's when... Um, She's singing that song. I'm trying to think of her name now. She's escaping me. <laughs> What's her name? Oh, oh um, from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, she's Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. Yes, yeah. And she's um, she's playing Moon River. That just reminds me of that. I don't know why. It just it just captures that dreamy. You just like it's like you're floating on a cloud as you're listening to that song. Oh, That's thank you, thank and you, guys. I know you can't see her singing, but what she's like is she just goes off into her own little contentment in her own little world, yeah. and I love to see that when an artist does that because I think that it's important. The true ones that connect are the ones that are enjoying the performance themselves. I go into the images yeah. of the of the song um, because when I wrote that, I was looking at the sky and seeing there's just myriads of stars up there Mm -hmm. and how beautiful and how, you know, the stars 
punctuate darkness, you know, and how a light can get rid of the, you know, the densest darkness. And I was just thinking how dark the sky would be if we didn't have the stars. Do you know? I love that part. I love that part. You know, when you're so, I suppose, when you're songwriting and things like that, when the album, like, how long did it take for the collection of songs to come together? Because I know it varies for every artist, but how did it fold for you? It was really difficult because I was nursing in England mm. and uh, my brother, as I told you, got very sick. And I just thought, you know, we all have dreams, but we have a responsibility to them. We have to manifest them. Nobody can manifest our dreams except yeah. us. Yeah. So I just thought, you know what, I, cu I could be gone in six months and I've written all this stuff. Yeah. And if I don't do something with it, I know my lads my two lads yeah. would just think oh mum's scribbling <laughs> we'll burn this lot <laughs> do you know yeah. so I set about starting the uh, you know the journey of actually yeah. sort of producing them and I had to work one night for every track so that was 150 pounds for each track so it took all 7,000 and then I had no money to promote it so that's where so many artists yeah exactly and I suppose, when was the album released, Mary? Oh, jeez, in the 80s, 82, in the 80s, I think wow. it was 82, yeah. So the thing about it is, I suppose, back then, internet, you didn't really have... No, we didn't have it at all. Where I suppose what's really um, invaluable to us today is, I suppose, young artists who we have social media. And that yeah. has nearly taken over more power than, like, you have record labels today. And they're approaching social media artists to try and get to, to try off a representation because social media has really taken over. And it's completely changed in that landscape where you don't necessarily need representation anymore. But I'll tell you... Yeah, but I'll tell you an interesting thing for artists who are starting off. You need to be really careful about this one. And I nearly got caught in it twice. So I have a song called Somewhere Along the Road. And I was, I was actually in the studio with a singer. She was, she was a, a backing singer. Yes. And she turned around and she said, I want that song. And I said to the producer at the time, uh, you know, what do we do here? You know, yeah. and he said, oh, you know, this, you have to give it to her like this. It's so hard to get breaks in music. You know, you have to let your songs go. You can't be hanging on to them. And, and I said, Dave, I'm not too sure about it. So I rang Johnny Mars that played on Tumbleback the Years. And I said, and he's a really established harmonica player. He's a blues player. And I said, Johnny, what do I do here? He said, do not give her that song until you've copywritten it. That's and I said, why? And he said, she'll just present it as hers. Mm -hmm. I said, would they do that? He said, oh, my God. He said, the music business is really tough. You oh, need to wake shucks. up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Smell the coffee. <laughs> this, 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 you see, um, it's the oil industry is the number one sharkest place to enter. And then, sharkest, that's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep ocean to enter. But um, the second then nightmare den then is the music industry where again it's, it's just as dangerous as the oil industry when you think about it because there's been so many like TLC for anyone listening in they were um, a band I suppose the early I suppose late 90s early 2000s but because they didn't copyright their meter not they didn't read their contract right okay they didn't read the small blueprint and what happened was they worked solidly for three years and sold billions and millions of Albums and probably and didn't get a penny. Them. Do you know how much their paycheck was? For three, no, three what? Years work, $1,500. No. And they were left, yeah, and they, like, world famous. And the other side, they go, they sing that song, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. 
That's stunning. That's a stunning yeah, song. Yeah. They, yeah, they sang that song, but um, they're broke today. They're still paying back for their success because yeah. they didn't read that. And and you see, the thing is, I had the same thing. The track, the title track of that album is called Ocean of Blue. Now the producer was out in Hawaii. And again, the same sort of thing, like uh, somebody jumped into his car and, and he, sort of, he was a singer and he sort of said, oh, I like that track. I'll have, I'll ha you know, yeah. ring her up in England and see if she'll give it to me. Yeah. So Dave rings up and he said, oh, somebody's interested in your song over here. And I said, Dave, no, look, Johnny Morris has said we mustn't do it. He said, oh, he said, I've had enough. He said, with you, he said, you know, you have to let these songs go. They're like birds. You have to let them fly. Give it to your man. And I said, let's copyright it first and yeah. see if he's there yeah. when it's copywritten. Yeah. And of course he vanished, you know. See, <laughs> there you go, you know. <laughs> here is the famous song, Somewhere. Is Somewhere along the road? Yes, okay. I have it here, so we're going to play it, guys. Enjoy. Okay, cool. this is so, Mary, we're back here. Like, tell us, you have, you have abundance of ideas in this mind of yours. <laughs> and you're definitely an advocate for trying to get songwriters out there. So how did the idea of the barn come about? Tell us about the well. What is the significance in the link up here? How did all this come into action? Well, basically, I, I suppose in a way it's selfish. I have to be honest <laughs> and straight. <laughs> I, I, I left my band in England uh, and yeah. uh, all the musicians I knew and my friends and I followed a soul calling to come back home. And that's the only way I can describe it. It was like when my brother said he wanted to be a priest. He kept saying, it's, you know, it won't leave me. It's at me night and day, you know. And I was saying, Johnny, look, you know, it's going to be awful tough. Are you sure? You're sure? You're sure? And I said, if, if it's if it's bothering you like that, then you better go and speak to a priest. Yes. And it was almost the same thing. You know, you follow where your soul leads you. Yeah. You know, and very much it was a call to come back home. But then there was a thing of, like, I can't live without music. It's in me. It's in every cell of my body. I need to meet like-minded people. And I also thought, well, you know, having experience with my own album, I thought, you know, we need to take the power back as creative people and say, look, I'll promote myself. Mm. This is my work. I'm proud of it. This is my heart and soul expressing itself. I'm going to start promoting myself. I'm going to take videos. I'm going to put them up there. So it's almost like a platform for us to sing and perform and to share and then use videos to promote it. So I have an old barn everybody's given something to decorate it uh, and it's coming together and the views are great because I'm out on the bog, you know, I'm near in Kildesolan so it's, this, the scenery is spectacular so as you know Dara and Keen are in the Amazing Apples, they're my nephews so Dara came down and had a look and he sort of said fantastic because we can use the landscape we Absolutely. can use the evening sunsets uh, and that'll go across really well on video so that's the whole idea of it and the Holy Well, um, this is a very interesting story. In Kildesolan, there's a Holy Well <coughs> called St. Solon's Well. 
And the story of that is that he was taken in by the monks in Clonmacnoise and educated yeah. and then came back to Killisolan to preach Christianity. Now we're talking about 16th century around that time. Okay. And he baptised in that holy well because obviously he didn't have a church. Yes. And uh, so he baptised there and he, he preached and he taught Christianity and he then built a little church in the graveyard. And then, of course, along comes the Black and Tans, and they take all the farmers' stock and out on, onto the roads and everything and put their horses in. Oh so the God. farmers get mad, <laughs> and they take their horses, and they drown them down the bog hole. Cheekers. <laughs> then the Black and Tans, in revenge, knocked his church to hell, and they did. But the saint is buried in the graveyard. Now, it's really unusual to have a saint from wow. the 8th century yeah. buried there. We also have his holy cross, and that's a holy relic in the village. Okay. And that goes round to people that are sick. So that's held by a family in the village. But do you know something, Kira? The One of the awfulest things is that the, the, the holy well is not restored. It's an absolute mess. They put a great big pump in the site, you know, and nobody knows about it. Okay. either and I just think if we lose our heritage yeah. we lose our we lose uh, our identity as a people well this is it because Ireland is rich in culture and heritage and history and fo I suppose mythology and folklore is so important for Ireland it's a, it's the bones of our tourism absolutely when you think about it people come to Ireland because they want to taste the magic and it yeah. is a magical land and there is this feeling of safety when you reach Ireland's shores yeah That's but I've heard so many people say it there's this feeling of there's there's just a deep feeling of family there's a family resonance in Ireland that goes back that even if you have no family in Ireland they say when you land on it you feel like you're home I That's think they have that, that they say that about Ireland yeah I think you feel a spiritual connectedness yeah and when you go to the the old sites the Neolithic Neolithic sites and you connect with the ley lines and those places what it does is it enhances and develops your own spirituality mm. and that's why it's really important we need to respect our country and our land and we need to hand these heritage sites to the next generation in better shape than we've received them Absolutely. and it's that's what 1916 was about it was about our identity our individuality you know um and you know supporting that and you know celebrating it you know that's what makes us irish and you know i think we really need to uh, as a people sort of think about it just think about it you know think about these sites that people have prayed in our ancestors they're holy because people have prayed in them for so long you know and we need to just just show respect to our country that's all our motherland that's Absolutely. the way i feel but that's a personal thing. Beautiful. Know. No, I love this. I love the whole concept here. And can you tell us if people want to find out about the it's Spree House? Is it a Spree? Yes, yeah, Spree House. And and here I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> plug this gig. I'm going to plug. The, here is playing the Spree House on the 27th, and it's Thank my you. great <laughs> it's my great pleasure uh, to have her in concert. And I'd really I'd, I'd love you to come. Just come. But there's no there's going to be no booze. It's going to be a cup of tea, a cup of coffee cake and we're just going to come together in a love of music Absolutely. and just enjoy Kira's song she's a great singer 
and she's very talented. So it's nice to be able to give her this platform to present herself. So after the show, we're going to the barn, we're going to look at where we're going to build the stage and decorate it and, you know, put a bit of love and care into it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Kara. It'll be a great night. I definitely will. <laughs> and as I say, it's the end of June. So it's Yeah, 27th. 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 And yeah. it's well, starting time half seven, isn't it? Seven-ish, I'd seven, say, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. And what do you think? Should we ask people to sort of ring, ring you for the directions yeah yeah guys so i have the air codes so if you need um, any directions or anything to the event you can definitely contact myself called into the shop and i can give you the details on the event but our last song for mary this evening is called time can you tell us mary how did you write this song what, what's the story here the story about this is i used to run a folk club in Somerset because I moved from London when I tr when I finished when I qualified as a nurse I moved down there was no music there yeah. and I kept moaning about it and this fella said well for God's sake I'm sick of you moaning about <laughs> the fact there's no music to yeah. create it you know create yeah. a folk club if it's not here just make it happen so I started a club called the Bombadil Hmm. And there was a guy that came down. Unfortunately, he's dead now. His guy called Cliff Angier, who was a blues guitarist. And I was with him on a bus, and he had his guitar obviously on his back. He did an amazing night. He just put his heart and soul on the floor for us. He was just extraordinary. But when he got on the bus, he got attacked by this woman. She goes. Yeah. These so-and-so musicians coming on this bus with a great big guitar and taking up all the room. And and I just thought to myself, oh, I wish you wouldn't be so judgmental. Yeah. Because if you had been at the concert, you would understand how much he gave. Mm -hmm. And I walked home and the song came out of the rain. And it's called Time. It's the first song ever I wrote. What an incredible song there from Mary. Mary, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. I'm so grateful for you coming in and sharing your beautiful music with us and the, the true artist, artistry that is in your music. You are totally gifted and an amazing, incredible, creative soul. Thank you so much for coming oh, in. Oh, Kira, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for, you know... Uh, allowing me to sort of bring my music forward and I want to thank all who are listening this afternoon or this evening now and don't forget 27th <laughs> 27th <laughs> and guys as I say it's also it's a free event so you can come along and just for to enjoy some beautiful music and sound and again a lovely evening full of beautiful souls the last song of the evening we're going to hear today on Inspired Lives is Faith Hill Love is a Sweet Thing and then up next we have the Daniela Wow Show so stay tuned for that because Daniela is an amazing presenter and has some lovely topics to discuss so guys here's our last song thank you so much for listening in guys to the show um, have a beautiful weekend and take care Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>